Eagles Entertainment. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. The Eagles falling to 3-6-1, 22-17 loss on Sunday to the Cleveland Browns. And again, the offense struggling mightily. Quarterback Carson Wentz throwing two interceptions, being sacked in the end zone for a safety. The Eagles, who played the Browns defense without Miles Garrett, still absorbed five quarterback sacks. And the Eagles just continue to turn the football over. Three of them in the game, including this one. On the first drive of the game for the Eagles, Philadelphia putting together a really good drive. They ran the football effectively. They went 71 yards on 10 plays, and then this happened. And, of course, Sanders broke away from one man. It's tough to bring him down, especially when he's wet. (laughs) And his first and goal from the five, Wentz, with Sanders to his left. Motion, rigor, this time. Handoff again to Sanders, and Sanders picks up just a yard. He loses the football. He loses the football, and I think the Browns have it. Oh, what a mistake. Sanders has been running brilliantly, and this time he lost the wet football, and Cleveland takes over at the four. Oh, that's awful. We'll begin our post-game coverage there as we get into the details, the instant reaction from the Eagles. We'll start with Miles Sanders, who talks about that fumble, that big play. He says... Cleveland just got him there. They made the play, and he was the one at fault. Hey, Miles. Um, I was wondering what kind of changed for you in the, in the second half. You know, the first half, you guys were running the ball really well, um, especially in the first drive. You had, you know, nine out of the ten plays were runs. And obviously, you got away from that in the second half. But were they doing anything differently? Like, what kind of change there for you guys? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing really a change up. Uh, they just made a good, they made they made a good adjustment uh, in the run game, you know, and just tried to get them on some play action, and uh, you know, get get a good groove going. But um, that's that's probably like the only change I could say. Uh, nothing, not running away from running the ball, but uh, they they just made a good adjustment um, in our run game. Ed and then Ruben Frank. Hey Miles, the fumble at the five. What happened uh, on that play? I gotta be better. Uh, no excuses. Um, just gotta be better. Uh, expose myself in, in there, and um, they they got one. They got one out of me. Ruben and Les. Miles, there's actually been a lot of games this year where you guys have run the ball well early um, and not run it well late. Are you seeing anything on film that would explain that? And and how tough is it? You know when those yards just aren't there late in games. Um, real. I mean, it's like I said. Uh, they they just they just made a good adjustment in the second half, and uh, I uh, I do believe we just have to keep straining, straining more, just to keep that running game going in the second half and all our games, and just keep it consistent. Uh, that's what I do believe in. Um, but just got to give credit to, to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they made a good adjustment and uh, made it hard for us to run the ball. Les and then Mike Sielski. Hey, Miles, what was that adjustment they made? What did they do specifically? Uh, they, 
Honestly, I think they just they just had they had their their linebackers shoot gaps faster than than the normal in the first half than they did. Uh, you know, um, it was because of the weather, maybe. Um, you know, it, they didn't probably expect either team to really throw the ball as much, but um, but we were very effective in in the first half with it. So uh, they they probably just keyed on it uh, a little bit more. Mike and Limbo. Go ahead, Mike. I'm good. Go ahead, Bo. Uh, Miles, what what was your sense of what uh, what Jason Kelsey was playing through? We saw, he, you know, he hurt his elbow and and then came back with that thing on his arm. Um, can you speak to that at all? Uh, I don't know the exact injury. Uh, I just know that's a tough son of a gun. Uh, probably one of the tough, uh, probably the toughest player on our team. Uh, plays through whatever. It, and does whatever it takes to stay on the field and help us win, even in practice, when he can take vet days easily and just not practice. But he he's always there practicing. But um, I don't know his injury. I just know he. I think I know he's gonna be fine. I know that, and he's gonna be ready for practice on Wednesday. Thank you. Stefan and Zach. Or Zach, if you're ready, go ahead. Hey Miles, what makes you think this is gonna get any better? Uh, like I was just sitting here when Rodney was talking, um, my faith and my hope and just knowing the type of guys that I got, that I have in this locker room, uh, type of teammates we got, type of coaches we got, type of organization we have, uh, there's no quitting us, you know, um, and we still have a lot of football left. I mean, but time's running out, honestly, but we got a lot of football left, but we, we gotta get, we gotta get this thing right soon, like fast, um, uh, cause come Monday night. We're going, we're going to see what we're really about. We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Jeff. Uh, Miles, um, it didn't seem like Carson was getting rolled out a lot off play action and throwing outside the pocket. Is that fair to say? And was that part of the game plan um, because of the way the Browns were defending you guys? Uh, just... Well, what, like, what do you mean? You say he wasn't uh, rolling out as much? Yeah, I think there was really only one design rollout, I think, in the game for him. And um, I was just wondering if that was something that was kind of the game plan heading into the to the matchup. Yeah, I mean, that's not our only play action uh, type plays. But, uh, yeah, I think we had one rollout pass. and uh, But uh, that was, I, don't, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> we just... Tried to get the run game going, open up more stuff, which we which we did. Uh, took some shots down the field, which were they were very effective. And we just, I think we just lost our rhythm and uh, you know stupid penalties, pre-snap penalties, uh, turnovers, uh, including myself. Just just got to be better. Sanders had 63 of his 66 rushing yards in the first half. The Eagles shut out in the first half. The only score in the first two quarters came when Wentz was intercepted trying to swing the ball out to Sanders. Instead, pressure from Cleveland's Denzel Ward. The ball popped up in the air. Here's the call from Maryland Mike, a pick six the other way. Double tight end. Wentz takes the snap. He fakes. He's back. He pumps. He swings it out. And it's intercepted. It's intercepted. And running down the far sideline and in for a touchdown. It's talky-talky. 
That was a poor pass by Carson Wentz. He had Sanders in the flat, and he ballooned the ball, and Taki Taki cut it off and ran for a touchdown. Now, Philadelphia got on the board in the third quarter, and they played it the way the game is to be played. Complimentary football. First, a defensive play from Fletcher Cox. It is second down and eight for Cleveland. Under center is Mayfield. Motion, the tight end. On second down, play action. Back goes Mayfield. He pumps. He fumbles the football. Eagles have it. Eagles have it. It is recovered by Singleton. Singleton, who had a pick in San Francisco, has a timely fumble recovery in Cleveland. And then one play later, the offense stepped up and tied the game. First and ten. Boston Scott in the backfield. Wentz back. He's looking. He pumps. Still firing. And it is caught. Touchdown! Rodgers. Richard Rodgers eight yards deep. And the Eagles can tie it with the extra point. However, Cleveland went down the field 47 yards, five plays. Cody Parkey, a 46-yard field goal. And that gave them a 10-7 lead. Then Wentz sacked in the end zone by Olivier Vernon, who had three quarterback sacks in the game. Eagles then down 12-7. Jake Elliott, a 43-yard field goal, brought the Eagles to within 12-10. But then the Cleveland Browns run game (laughs) put together a very quick drive. And it was done on the ground. And that was the thing that the Eagles were worried about defensively the entire game. They actually did a very good job on the Cleveland run game until Nick Chubb went off on a 54-yard run that put the Browns deep in Eagles territory. And just a couple of plays later, Kareem Hunt, a five-yard touchdown run. With just nine minutes, 13 seconds remaining in the game, that gave Cleveland a 19-10 lead, 22-10 it became after Parkey's 28-yard field goal. And then a Dallas Goddard touchdown reception. So uh, just a tough one for the Eagles. Carson Wentz again struggling. Let's hear from him after a 21 of 35 game. Two interceptions, two touchdowns. Wentz says uh, he's going to keep firing. Hey, Carson, what did you see on the pick six? Was there an opportunity to get the ball to Jalen? Was that supposed to be a wheel to Miles? And did getting hit affect the throw? Um, the last part of the question, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to float it out there um, the way that happens. Anytime you get hit when you throw, it's a it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling because you know the ball is just kind of floating in the air. You're hoping it falls to the ground. But um, I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I mean, we were trying to uh, do something against that specific coverage, and it wasn't there, so I was just trying to check it down and um, got hit on it, so unfortunate there. Martin and then Les. Hey, Carson. Um you know, with everything that's kind of been going wrong for you, you know, so far this season, I mean, do you find yourself hesitating a little bit? I mean, especially like on the on the safety and, and Rob just mentioned the pick six. I mean, trying to make the perfect play. Do you think that's part of it? No, not at all. I haven't changed. I mean, I'm trying to be smart and all that. But as far as hesitation, when I see a guy open, I'm cutting it loose. And so. Um, the pick six, that's, that's unfortunate. The guy made a good play by adding um, and bringing the blitz off the edge. And uh, obviously getting hit on, on that, like I said, is, is not ideal with the ball floating in there. But they made a good play there. And um, the other ones, no, I mean, I, I'm not hesitating. I, I, you know, I, they made some plays too. And ideally, I get the ball out there quicker. But, you know, it was unfortunate um, to be in the end zone there and taking that sack. But, um, you know, hats off to them. They made a good play.
Les, and then I have Kratz. Carson, Doug Peterson was asked just now uh, several questions about potentially benching you, and he said he wasn't going to do that. But does it surprise you that this should come up at this point? And how do you think you're playing? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the media, I mean, you guys can ask whatever questions you want. So I, I know that's part of the deal. I know that's it's always a scrutinized position playing quarterback, and that's what I signed up for when I, you know, came out and played quarterback um, going back to high school. So I can take it. I can wear it. It is what it is. Um, are we playing as, as good as we can as a team? No. Am I playing as my best football? No. Um, you know, there's there's some circumstances out there today that uh, we left some plays on the field, and uh, we'll be critical. We'll go back and watch the tape, but – um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that stuff is what it is. You know, you guys can, you guys can ask whatever questions you want, bring up whatever you want, and for me, I'm just going to put my head down and go to work. Ed and then Jeff Skversky. Hey, hey, Carson, it seems like each week we talk about these same things. I mean, why do you think things aren't getting better, in your opinion? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to give some credit to that defense. You know, they, they made some plays, um, no excuses on the conditions, but, the, you know, it, it made it tough. And then some of the turnovers and different things, um, you know, we can be better and we can. And, you know, we left some plays out there, but but they made more than us today. And um, it's hard to put my finger on exactly what went wrong fully. Uh, I know one of the big ones is third downs. You know, last weekend, this week, we've really struggled on third down and, and finding a way to stay on the field is, um, really been our, you know, our name of the game over the years. And, you know, that's, that's how we need to be as an offense. And we're, we're not sustaining drives and staying on the field. So that's something we're going to have to take a hard look at. And then Mike Sielski. Carson, we've obviously seen you play a lot better. We've seen this team play a lot better. Where are you at mentally? I mean, how much do you go to yourself and say, you know, can I still get back to that level where I was at? Do you believe are you worried, you know, do you have confidence issues at this point, worrying about that, that you can fix these problems? Yeah, I mean, I'm frustrated. I think everyone in this locker room is frustrated. You know, you don't go out there, play 60 minutes to lose. You know, you, that's not in the back of your mind. You know, you, you we want to fight, scratch, claw, do everything we can to, to find a way to win these ball games. And it's obviously not happening in the last couple of weeks. And so um, as far as confidence and all that, for me, you know, is what it is. I'm the same player, you know, I'm going to go cut it loose. I'm going to, you know, be the same guy um, and give, give, give it my all, you know, every, every single game, every single play and um, hopefully look up and, and see that we're winning a lot more of these games, but right now we're, we're not. So we got to look, look hard at ourselves in the mirror. Mike and then Nick Fierro. Carson, you just said you're going to be the same guy given uh, the concussion last year, the injuries in 2018, the back issue. Can you be the same guy um, and do the same things the way you've always done them, say, you know, in 16 and 17? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I mean, football is football. You know, there's there's injuries that happen, and you can't control them. They're, they're out of your control. Last year with the – I mean, you want to bring up the concussion? That sucks, you know, being hit in the back of the head like that. That's unfortunate part of the game, and that stuff happens. So – uh, I'm not going to change. I'm going to give it my all, and you know I'm going I'm to keep learning as as I'm going and learning you know how to um, keep being a better player. Don't get me wrong, but as far as aggressiveness and um, being confident and all those things, that that's not going to change. We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Nick. Uh, Carson, the uh, that last interception there, the jump ball to Alshon, it looked like um, that's that's a ball that he normally would have. Um, is is it a case there of kind of trying to rebuild uh, rapport? with a receiver who hasn't played for half a season? And, and uh, do you say anything to him uh, as far as encouragement after that play? 
Yeah, um, we'll go back and see the tape. You know, I think he came out thinking one thing, um, and I just tried to give him a chance on that corner there. And the guy made a good play, and we just weren't um, – chemistry wasn't wasn't there on that one. And it's, it's a bummer, you know, being down there, you know, putting together that drive uh, when we needed one. Um, and, and obviously ending that one in a pick. That was unfortunate, but um, I felt confident in the play call. I think we, we felt confident on the play. It's just when Alshon and I got to get on the same page. Doug Peterson saying he is sticking with Wentz. Let's hear from the head coach after a very disappointing loss. Doug, did you at any point in this game consider um, pulling Carson for Jalen, and is there a point at which you, you would consider that? You know, with the way the game was going and the, the elements, and, and we were just, uh, you know, uh, really a score from putting ourselves back into this football game, I, di- I did not consider that. Jeff and then Dave Zangaro. Uh, Doug, right before the half, uh, Josh Sweat recorded his sack, and you didn't call a timeout there. Could you explain why? I honestly, I don't remember the. It was like a, there was like a minute. There was like a minute and forty seconds left. The clock. The Browns have allowed the clock to run off, and then they called a timeout with one second left. I was wondering, well, was you know, it's going to be a third down there. Why? Was it? It was on second down. Yes, and Josh. Yeah, Jeff, recording honestly, the I, I, Yeah, Jeff. I, I you're going to have to. I, I can't. Honestly, I, I do not recall the play. I'd have to. Can you walk me through it a little bit more, honestly? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know we were, I know we were trying to save, yeah, we were trying to save timeouts to, to get the ball back, um, possibly, you know, to use the timeouts on offense, but, um, quite honestly, there was a reasoning. I just, I honestly can't think of the reasoning right now. We had, we had discussed it on. Okay. Real real quick then, did you bench Jason Peters or did he pull himself? Listen, ask Ask me tomorrow because I'll definitely give you a better answer tomorrow. I'm sorry about that. Okay, well then, can I ask this one? Did you bench Jason Peters and did or did he pull himself? No, no, I did not. He um he he had he had kind of injured himself and so he had he had kind of he had come out. Dave and then John McMullen. We pulled him out. Hey Doug, is uh, is Carson Wentz going to start next week? Yes. No, no question about it. Okay. Yeah, no questions about it. He's our starter. Go ahead, John. Okay. Uh, hey, Doug. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, all the moving parts on the offensive line. You just mentioned uh, Jason Lane. I think you started. Uh, this is the ninth different group. Um, how, how does that affect the offense as a whole? Well, it's it's difficult. Um, you know, the it, part of the offensive line is uh, having that group together. You know, all five guys, and and uh, we just haven't had that this season. And it's hard to get that continuity and that consistency up front. It's just a, you know, it's it's a challenge um, because you know the thing is with the O line is these guys, they, they 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 rely on each other, right? And the more they play together, the the more they anticipate. Um, you know, what a defense might, uh, might present. And, and anytime you have as many moving pieces as we've had, uh, it, it throws that rhythm out. And so it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a challenge this season, uh, no question. Kristen and then Tim McManus. Hey, Doug, uh, what is your message to the 
message to, to your team after this loss? I mean, what, what needs to change? What has to be different? You know, the, the message to the team basically is, is pretty simple. Um, you know, we, we are where we are uh, because of the mistakes that we've been making, uh, coaches and, and players. Now, that's everybody included. Uh, but but this will be a great test for our football team. This will be a great sign to see really who's in and who's out. And, and uh, that was the message. That's the challenge to, to everybody. And, and that's, uh, you know, um, that's just where we are. Uh, it's a matter of now really uh, challenging the leadership of the football team, challenging the coaches, challenging, you know, the guys to, uh, you know, keep this thing together. Um, you know, there's, there's six football games left. Uh, we, we still have a, an opportunity in our, uh, obviously in our, uh, you know, in our division. And, um, but it's, it's really going to challenge all of us moving forward. Him and then Paul Domowicz. Or Paul, if you're ready, go ahead. Yeah, Doug, I understand your point about continuity on the offensive line, uh, but with Sam Allo back and then missing Miles Garrett, did you expect better protection for Carson today, particularly since your run game was was also keeping them uh, from getting too aggressive? Yeah, you know, it was really good to get Isaac back out there. And, and um, again, he, you know, he is his first time back in the offensive line, you know, since early in the season. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think I'll have a chance to watch the film to see how he, how he does. But um, yeah, there was, there was some good, you know, some good things in the first half that we were able to take advantage of. And, and then uh, the second half and, and was really, really, you know, Kelsey got the, the, the injury there in the second quarter and, um, then Lane, then JP, and so then the second half became a little bit different. But, um, yeah, it, it, that's, that's that continuity that I was talking about. It's him and then Chris Franklin. Doug, there was a lot of talk this week about you guys being mad and uh, identifying these um, uh, ways that self-inflicted wounds that you're going to clean up. What does it say when the, the same exact things happen? Says we got to coach better. Says we got to play better. Says we have to pay attention to uh, uh, our jobs. Um, plain and simple, you know. And and that's uh, these games come down to you know three or four plays, and and um, that's kind of what this game this game here today came down to was about four plays that uh, you know um, that were mistakes by us. The turnovers, costly penalties. Um, so we have to fix it. Chris and then Jimmy. Doug, you had defensive linemen continually to jump off sides. Have you convinced consideration of possibly even benching or having them stay off the field for a period of time? Or any other form of discipline to go ahead and stop this? Because it seems it continues to happen. Um, no. You know, I mean, obviously, I wish we had, uh, um, you know, if you have a lot more depth at positions, maybe you can do that. Maybe you can bench guys, but when you're, when you um, dress the, the number of guys you dress for games on, you know, on Sundays, it, uh, it's, it's hard, you know, um, again, it's a, it's a concentration. It's an, it's a, when I talk about the details and execution, that's, that's part of it, right? It, it, that, that kind of stuff falls in line with turnovers or, you know, lack of takeaways, whatever it is. And, and those are the things that um, have been holding us back. 
Time for two more. So we'll go Jimmy and then Zach Berman. Hey, Doug. Um, obviously, benching Carson will be a huge decision with potentially major organizational ramifications. If there were a scenario in which you thought benching him in-game was the best move, would you have full authority to do that on your own, or would you need a second or third party to turn their key, so to speak? Look, I think I think if, um, if if you get to that spot, whether you you, you don't start him or you, or you bench, I, I think you're you're sending the wrong message to your football team that the season's over, and and um, that's a that's a bad message. And and um, you know we have to we have to work through this. Times you know when 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 times get tough, it's you know sometimes that might be the easy thing to do, and and um, you know um, th this. This business is about work. This business is about, you know, detailing, having ownership, things I talk about with the team, and um, that's what we got to do. That's that's coaches and players. That's that's not one guy. You know, it's 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 bigger. This is this sport's bigger than one guy, um, and we all we all have a hand in it, and, and we all have to fix it. Last question here with Zach. Hey Doug, on the pick six and on the safety, what was your perspective of what happened on those plays from? the play call to the execution? Um, well, yeah, I mean, the play call was was, uh, it was something that it, as far as the uh, the first pick six, we just, we, we broke down in protection. Uh, we had we had an opportunity, I think, there on the on the throw to get the ball out uh, into, uh, I think, Jalen Rager's hands there. Uh, we just we just broke down in protection, got hit as the ball was being thrown, and, and it popped up. They made a play. Uh, the one in the end zone, um, you know, uh, we just, again, it's just an awareness thing. We just got to know when, when the clock is uh, going off in your head, you just, you know, you just either, you, you got you to gotta throw it throw it away, you know, in, in those situations like that. And, um, again, something that, uh, you know, it's been the first time this year. We, we were there earlier in the game, and uh, we were able to, you know, complete a pass down there and try to stay aggressive as possible. But, um Something we'll learn from. From a defensive side of the ball, Eagles certainly played a lot better than they did the week before against the Giants. Cleveland averaging just 3.4 yards per rushing attempt. Baker Mayfield sacked three times, threw for just 204 yards. But it was enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on this day. And now the race in the NFC is tight, tight, tight. Um, so Brandon Graham offering some perspective here. Sacks in the game from Fletcher Cox. From Josh Sweat, from Alex Singleton. Singleton double digits in tackles. Here is number 55, BG, offering it up. Hey, the Eagles season not over yet, he says. Uh, hey, BG. Uh, you guys have kind of emphasized all week about stopping the run. Seems like you, you did it early uh, and then got caught a little bit late. Is that just an effect of, of wearing down late weather? How, how would you assess that? Nah, I mean, you know, they just made a play. Um, I just, when I think about the big one that Chubb had, you know, it's just we missed a tackle. Uh, he made a, a heck of a play, and we knew both of those backs, you know, was really good. And, you know, I felt like we, we was coming, but, you know, we was we was missing some tackles there, and it was getting leaky, you know, a little bit. And, you know, we just, we just, we know we can't do that. And so, uh, I mean, I felt like, you know, at the, towards the end, you know, we held strong. Uh, we had some pride about us, but uh, that that wasn't. We didn't do enough uh, to get off the field. Mike and then Tim McManus. 
Brandon, you've been here for the best, maybe the best season in team history. You've been here some tough years. Does this, does this season feel like a previous year in your career from what's been going on, you know, just the way it's all kind of played out? Have you felt this way before? Or is this something different? You know what? Honestly, every year is different. I never, I know um, what it feels like at our at our worst. You know, sometimes, and you know, I don't I don't feel this is the worst worst because obviously, you know, with our record, I mean, as bad as it is, we still half game up, and you know, it's just like it's on us. You know, this is the most on us um, that I've been a, been a part of that we got to go out and, and fix it, and we got six games to do it. But um, I do know that, um, you know, we got some fighters in here. We want to get this thing right because, you know, we, we we talk about winners win and losers just figure out how to lose. And we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? We we winners here. And so we always held that uh, that high standard. We know um, what we what we got to get accomplished. And, you know, we don't we don't we don't want to make no more excuses like we just didn't get it done today. You know, and it's just tough uh, because now uh, what I love the most is, you know, during tough times, you really see what your team is about. And this is the tough, toughest time because, you know, when people, you know, expect you to go out and, and win certain games and you don't do it and, you know, we expect the same thing and we don't do it, you know, um, you, you really start to see what you need to see with your team. And I don't see people wavering. I ain't worried about, you know, that. But we do need to clean up some of the little things that, like, you know, that just little mistakes that we make. Um, like you say, we have a perfect game going on on defense and we have one, one little big play. You know, we got to eliminate those. Uh, but, you know, how we come to work each and every week, uh, it matters. And at this point right now, you know, we at the lowest of lows. Um, you know, just from, you know, everybody, I'm sure everybody's going crazy because we lost, keep losing. But I do know that um, you know we gonna I mean, we figuring this thing out, man, and we and we we gonna hit this thing and we gonna hit it running once we get it. Tim and Rob Monty. Brandon, it sounded like there was a, you know, a lot of hard conversations this week with you guys. You said that the leaders uh, were were talking about cleaning up the uh, mistakes that were happening in practice that were spilling over to games. Uh, is it concerning to you that you know these mistakes cropped up even despite those efforts from the the leadership group this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's never perfect, but what we what we do say is, you know, uh, we just certain stuff that we go over in practice. I mean, you know, we just can't make those mistakes in the game. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen some of the stuff, um, and and yeah, you might get one or two different things that you might not see, but that's why you adjust. And I think we adjust, you know, well halftime. You know, we see how they hitting us, and you know, sometimes they just they get paid just like we do, and they make a play. But it's how you bounce back from them plays and, you know, uh, how you bow down and, and, and bow up and buckle up, you know, and, and get ready, you know, to, to change some things. And I think that, um, you know, we, we got some fighters in here, man. It might not be clean as, as we want it to be, but I love the fighting and what we got going on, on on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, I love how we be talking to each other. You know, we just got to continue to keep on putting the offense in, in better positions, um, you know, because it's a field position game. And you got to make sure that you, you know, uh, you, you stop the run, number one, and, you know, play and, and play uh, with good field position. We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Rob. Hey, BG, Coach Peterson talked about if if he were to bench Carson, it would send the wrong message to the team. How do you feel about that? And how confident are you that Carson can get this turned around and be the guy that you've seen in the past take you guys to the playoffs? 
I'm confident in whatever coach want to do and whatever, you know, they figure out, you know, on the offensive side. They ain't got nothing to do with us other than, you know, we got to keep on, you know, keeping it tight on defense. You know, I know that coach going to make the right choice regardless of uh, what happens. And, you know, I know that I know it means something to Carson. You know what I'm saying? I know it means something to a lot of guys. And, you know, um, if whatever whatever it takes to get a dub, you know, we going to do. And so, uh Whatever coach, um, you know, leans on doing, we're going to support them and we're going to support our teammates regardless of what happened. And now for some analysis from the radio booth, Merrill and Mike driving home, talking Eagles, and you can hear certainly the disappointment in both of their voices. Guys, it started promisingly with that first drive, um, and then, of course, it ended with a fumble. I mean, let's begin with you, Merrill. What are your, what are your takeaways from this game? I'm just... I'm just totally, totally frustrated. I can't, be- I can't remember a time when I've been more frustrated with this football team than I am right now. We know, we say it every week, turnovers kill. But here's a team that this time fumbles at the four-yard line, and I'm a big Miles Sanders fan, and it was a terrific hit put on a cold, wet football. But regardless, it was a fumble. And then Carson Wentz threw one of the worst screens I've seen it was a little pop-up. I know he might have been hit, but it was a disastrous play. It was a pick six. He later threw another interception. And then, most inexcusably, he took a safety. But he had plenty of time to, at the very least, throw that ball away and punt. I mean, I've been a supporter of Carson Wentz. I have been one of his biggest fans since he came here back in 2016. But right now, I am looking at a quarterback, quite frankly, who isn't playing anywhere near the level that he did in his first or second year. Um, I think everybody would agree with that. I think they, everybody would agree he's playing at a level that he hasn't played in all four years. Uh, Mike, what are you seeing in Carson? Well, he's just struggling. Um, and, you know, the, the disheartening part is that it's just not one game, Dave. It's happening time and time again, and so when you get to the point where you say, well, that's who he is, I don't want to get to that, but when I see this happening over and over again, then I just wonder, is is that what we're going to get out of him? Um, And I've seen too many times. You know what's interesting? I was was just about to say how well the offense was moving and Carson was in command of the offense right before the big six happened, Uh, just because they started the game out so well, and they were able to run the ball effectively, and, and things just looked like it was going to be a good day for the Eagles. But that certainly turned around in a hurry. Mike, why is there no real threatening of this Eagles passing game vertically? The wide receivers have gone silent here. Uh, I, as by my count, 17 targets, 8 catches, 69 yards, and nothing down the field. Yeah, that's the point that worries me. When they did go down the field to Dallas Goddard, you get a flag late in the game. But I don't think I don't think you ever should wait till late in the game to push the ball down the field, especially when you have speedy guys. And that's a team that likes to play a lot of two deep zone. So maybe they're taking away the, the deep ball. And I couldn't see everything. Like it's hard to see the real back end of the defense sometimes. So. Um, can't completely answer that, but I just think you have to take your shots down the field at least once a quarter, and, and I'll, stick, I'll stick by that forever. 
Merrill, Doug said after the game that he was he did not consider benching Carson and that Carson would start against the Seattle Seahawks next Monday night, that it would be the wrong message to send to the team to bench Carson. So how do they get Carson right? I, I am without an answer, Dave. Every week I listen to Carson's press conferences, and every week Carson said, I realize that I've got to cut down on the turnovers and that I've got to get rid of the ball faster. And he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, last week he cut down on the turnovers, but he didn't do much else to lift the team. And again, here is a quarterback with a lot of talent. But somebody told me a long time ago that the most important thing that a quarterback can do is make decisions. And right now he is making bad decisions time in and time again. It's it's really hurting the team. I I don't know where to go from here, but I was a, a guy who believed that Carson Wentz was one of the most talented players in football. And right now, all of his physical gifts are not making a difference because he's holding it too long. He's not getting rid of it when he has to, and he's missing receivers. He was off target a bunch of times today. I don't think that you have to be, when you play that position, I don't think that you have to always be spectacular and win games. I think you have to make sure you're not the reason why you're losing games. And I don't believe that we can clearly say that 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 the quarterback play is not the reason why some of these games we're not able to pull out. Merrill, do you see a confident number 11? No, I do not. I see a a hesitant number 11. I I honestly do. Uh, I know he works hard. It has nothing to do with effort. But I'm looking at a guy who does not look confident. Uh, Yeah, at times I do. Early in the game, when the game starts, and he threw a couple of passes in the drive, uh, he was confident. He let it go. He threw with a lot of authority. But uh, the rest of the game, he was throwing I hope passes. Uh, there was none of that authority. Seems to throw better when he's rolling out. But in the pocket, I, I just watch him pump and double pump and move his feet, hold it until the, some, the, the, the time that somebody hits him. The, the best quarterbacks have clocks in their head. They know when to get rid of it. And even at times when the offensive line may not be giving him all day, but the protection is adequate, he's still holding it too long. Mike, what what are you seeing from the from the design of the offense here? Uh, are there things that Doug can do, perhaps, or uh, to, to ease to, to give Carson some some easier throws? Well, you can always come up with easier throws, but I think there are enough easy throws in the design of what they're doing already. I don't think that's the issue. I, I really don't. Um, one issue on the easy throws is this team used to be really good at um, setting up screens. For whatever reason, now, and I know it was probably at least three times today, they tried to go to the screen game, and teams are just able to figure out their screen game. And it's not just uh, in the, the Browns game. In the past games, if you look back, when this team tries to set up the screen, it's almost as if it's telegraphed somehow and the defense knows that they're they're going to screen the football. There are enough easy throws in this offense for and outlets for Carson to get, to get rid of the football. That is not really an issue. I, I, I like the design of some of this offense. I just think that 
they have to throw the ball downfield more rather than just a lot of horizontal routes. You know, for a few weeks there, we really talked about Travis Fulgham and how for real he was. The last couple of weeks, he has not been a factor in the offense. Any idea why? What do you, what, what, how are you feeling about number 13, guys? Merrill, you first. Well, I, I, I think they've been difficult throws. Uh, some of them have been off-target. One was uh, low at his feet. He couldn't dig it out. But there were others that he would have caught three weeks ago. So maybe reality is setting in. But he has not been the player in these last two games that he was in the month before. Mike, what are you seeing from him? I have, yeah, I happen to think that he could be um, still a real good player. Um, now he's getting more attention than he's ever gotten. Uh, today they had their best cover guy on him several times and traveling across the field with him from one side to another. Uh, and I even saw that some last week. So it's not like he's an unknown anymore. So he's going to get attention. Um, but I still think that he can be a productive player. It's just a matter of dialing it up the right way and uh, giving them opportunities. I still, I, I still think that they can, can play. Guys, the last uh, topic to talk about offensively, the offensive line. We thought that without Miles Garrett, the Eagles would have a bit of a break here. Instead, Carson got sacked five times. Olivier Vernon had three sacks. Uh, at, by the end of the game, Lane Johnson was out of the game. Jason Peters was out of the game. Jason Kelsey had a brace on his left elbow. What happened to the offensive line today, Merrill? Well, they broke down. Uh, but I don't think it's all on the offensive line. I think in the first, first drive, they opened great holes for Miles uh, Sanders. Uh, they really did. And I think there were other times when they kept Cleveland away from Carson Wentz long enough. But, you know, the expression, he who hesitates is lost. And Carson did hesitate. Um, let's talk real quickly about the defense. I thought they did a really nice job battling the run for the most part until they wore down a bit. Your thoughts on the defense, Mike? I think you're exactly right. The defense came to play. And early in the game, you know, this is an offense of line that's one of the better offensive lines in football. They've got one of the best running attacks in all of football with a two-headed monster. Um and I thought the defense played them really, really well. I thought the game plan was solid. Uh, they came up and made a lot of stops. But once the Browns decided to go through the air, that's where they found areas where they could exploit this defense because the coverage was so poor today on the back end of this defense. But in, in terms of what you had to go to Cleveland, keeping in mind that you needed to do to stop the run, early in the football game through the first half, they were really good at that. But then, as you said, they started to wear down late in the game. Um, and that's when Chubb got the 54-yard run, and you know, they were able to get some, some sizable runs later in the game. But I, I, I'm impressed. I was impressed with the way they played. I thought Josh Sweat had a great game. Uh, Singleton also had a great football game. Mike, you said something about the back-end coverage. Can you expand on that? Back in the, they just didn't have good coverage on the receivers. So when the Browns did decide that they wanted to throw the ball down the field, when the receivers caught the ball for the Browns, they didn't have a defender in there post them. A defender there that would challenge the throw, uh, create a 50-50 opportunity, that, that, that defender was not there. They were too wide open when they did decide that they needed to throw the ball down the field. 
Yeah, it's just it's so frustrating, so disappointing. Um, guys, thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving, and let's get let's get back at it against Seattle. I keep waiting for that spark, right, Merrill? Like that one spark that's going to turn the season around. Dave, I, I hate to be negative, but I have really been a supporter of Carson Wentz, and I I love this football team, and I think that Doug does a very good job. But right now, it's you, you see the same mistakes repeated week after week. And it's, it gets, I understand when fans talk about being frustrated and naturally they're going to yell for quarterbacks to be replaced and everything else because they're frustrated. But as broadcasters, Mike and I watch a game like this and we watch the way the game starts, but there's always something that goes wrong. They almost have the knack of, of plucking defeat out of the jaws of victory instead of vice versa. Yeah, for sure. I felt today was a winnable game. Hey, guys, thanks so much. The Eagles now get ready for the Seattle Seahawks at Lincoln Financial Field. Monday night football next week. A tough stretch for the Eagles as the NFC East race is neck and neck. Uh, Eagles really just don't have any margin for error. How do they get better? We'll find out here in the week to come. I want to thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. If you have a moment to rate us, we would love that. I want to thank... Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and Tyler Lewis for their help putting this all together. Thank you all for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Uh, tough one. Eagles now 3-6-1. The offense just not there. We'll be back with more for you a little later in the week here. Uh, in the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. Always fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S-E-O!